Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Two Genius. Welcome to episode 36. We have a lot to talk about today. We got the movie 1917, Bad Boys for Life. We got our week in wrestling. Actually, our two weeks in wrestling. The new Aaron Hernandez documentary, Eminem, Mac Miller. I had a little vacation. Derek Jeter got elected in the Hall of Fame. And much, much more here on the... Shoot that shit. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, bro? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, and we are back with episode 36 of the STS Podcast. Really excited to be back with y'all. It's been a while since I dropped it, like nine days. Nine days too long. Returning listeners, shout out to you for coming back. I really appreciate it. The show is nothing without the listeners returning and new. New listeners, make sure you follow us at STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. And if you guys are looking for to stay cool for the winter, it's getting real cold out here in the field. I got the solution. I got these STS and DJ EC3 hoodies. They're only $25, y'all. Come and get your hoodie. Make sure you contact me. Um, Apple Podcast, Anchor, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify. Follow us. Subscribe. Give us a good rating here at the STS Podcast. We're on every podcast platform that you could find and I could find. Promise you we're on there. Episode 35, I want to appreciate everybody tuning in. It was a good, man, the, the, the listens were up on that episode. I really I really enjoyed that. We were talking about Tom Brady, you know, United States and Iran relations. Uh, we got a lot, uh, it was, you know, Mac Miller talk. And we're back to talk about Mac Miller this week. We had Aaron Hernandez on the itinerary. We got a lot of things to talk about. It's been, it's been the world's been filled with so many, so much news. Locally, it's been, um, you know, we're going to talk about what's been going on at Foothill that happened yesterday. We have um, just the world's been going on with the MLB cheating scandal. There's been so much going on in the world. I want to just get my thoughts on it, get my opinions on it. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. I really guys hope um, you guys are always supporting. I appreciate the consistency. I'm having the numbers are always consistent. And um, I appreciate that, y'all. really, really makes me feel like... Um, we're doing something right. Uh, speaking of doing something right, I guess uh, they nominated me, DJ EC3, for Best DJ in Bakersfield for the year 2019. That is something that I'm really humbled for, humbled, and I'm um, really, um, I feel unworthy. This is a sense that I don't, I don't work for best to be the best of anything. You know, I really just work to be, um, to work as hard as I can, to grind as hard as I can, and um, just to get acknowledged for something like that, and to be put on a list with so many dope DJs, DJ Ace, DJ Edit. Um, there's so many DJs I look up to. AM Entertainment, just guys I think have always helped me out along the way and always showed me love, and I, I, I remember that. So to be on the list with them, I'm honored. Um, I believe it's on my, my bio. You guys want to vote for me? That's fine. You can vote for anybody on that list. That's fine. But just vote, y'all. Be involved and uh, appreciate anybody, whoever nominated me. You're an angel from heaven, honestly. I could, I did not expect to be on this list. I just seen somebody talk about it, and I looked there. I was like, oh man, shit, I'm on the list. And I felt like it was the Grammys, man. I felt like it was something. This is a big deal to me. I know some people really don't, uh, see, you know, Bakersfield. They talk so much shit about us and. It's not a big deal, but to me, it's a big deal. Especially, grind as hard as we grind. Um, 
I really appreciate it. I'm really um I'm humbled. I'm not gonna uh this doesn't make me content in any way. I wanna work harder, better, and get just keep growing as a DJ, as someone uh, who loves music, who grew up on music. I just wanna keep getting better, man. I strive for greatness and I strive uh to never be content because you know, there's always um someone trying harder than me. There's always gonna be someone practicing more than me and I just do what I gotta do to make sure that that's not being a pop that's not a possibility. And uh we cannot start the show. It's not possible to start the show without the DOC sharing something. Now do me a favor. Let me in All right, y'all, this is the Let Me Your Ear segment. We're here to shoot the shit. We're not here to talk about any specific topic or objective in mind. I'm just here to vent about what's going on during the week. It's been about nine days since we dropped, and uh, it's been a lot going on in the field, y'all. It's been a lot, um... I'm gonna share a lot of things with you guys today. I hope you guys just bear with me. Um, I'm not gonna... Kind of got a lot. We got a lot of things going on today. It's Wednesday. Um, practice. Shout out to Foot High. Um, shout out to my guy Rob. So I want to be my guy Double R in a little bit, but I just wanted to get this podcast out. I just wanted to discuss a lot of things. Let's, we'll start off with the filmmaking industry. I know um, I've been going to the movies the last few weeks, checking this out. And you guys need to definitely go check out the movie 1917. 1917 is an awesome World War One military movie. I um, I believe. These are two, um, you know, it was directed by, I believe it was Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes got nominated for a Golden Globe. I believe it won, um, it won Film of the Year, actually. It was the Golden Globe Best Motion Picture for a Drama. And let me tell you guys something, man. This is um, non-stop drama from beginning to end. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but you guys definitely have to check this out. I don't know if you guys know much about World War One. Um but it's it's really a great movie. It's a great story. Um, just about two um, two soldiers who are assigned the task of getting uh, getting information along um, from a fellow to a fellow comrade. You know, informing them they need to stop this attack because uh, the Germans are gonna uh, uh, set them up. It's a, it's a uh, it's a setup. It's it's not. It's 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 crazy, man. From the the scores, incredible. The way they shot this, man, it's really um, it's really special. I haven't seen. I there, I know there's been some films like this, but the cinematography on this has been really beautiful. It looks like it's just one shot, and you guys really have to watch it to see exactly what I mean. Um, it's it's beautiful, man. It's a you know, it's like I said, it's a UK film. It's a UK based film. I guess it's you know, it's 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 based on a true story, and um. It uh, looks like it was actually it's the Hindenburg line at the Operation Alberic, which I don't know. I'm not familiar about. I've heard about it, but um, it's really good, man. And it looks like it was uh, told. What I read was um, the director's grandfather always told him the story about the two British troops that you know relayed the message to prevent um, the a deadly attack on their squad on their squad their squadron in World War One. Um, so. Definitely, I recommend everybody go check this film out. I uh, it, it it really does hit in the heart, uh, especially when you if you love these movies. You know up there with saying Pride Ryan, Full Metal Jacket, um, We Were Soldiers, whatever your favorite military film movie is. This is gonna be right up there. Uh, the Patriot, Black Hawk Down. It has that type of emotion to it, and um, it's not gonna. It the the trailer is really what great but i don't know um uh if you guys are gonna really get what you guys expect and it's not in a bad way this is something i didn't think was gonna be um i thought it was gonna be a little bit more 
I guess, battle-driven. But no, it's nothing like that. You guys definitely got to take a trip on this journey. That's exactly what it is. It's a journey. Um, we're going back into time. And I definitely recommend everybody to go watch this. I had a lot of fun. Um enjoying it i'm probably gonna watch it again i can't wait i think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a great flick i thought i'm really looking forward to that um speaking of uh just giving love to the military my cousin like i don't even know i don't think it's i can't say his name just because i think we gotta protect all that my cousin went out uh he's deployed he got deployed last friday um I just want to give prayers out to my big cousin. Uh, he's a he's a hero in our in all our eyes, all of our eyes here in the family. Um, he's been there for a long time. Respect him. He's moved up. He made this a, a career. He's a family man. He's a great pop. He's a great uh, husband, and I respect the fuck out of him. Uh, he's he got deployed this week. Um, so it looks like it's gonna be about six months. So for everybody who has a loved one or someone they you know they care about in the military that's deployed now or just in the military period, uh, make sure we keep those prayers up, man. Make sure we keep them our good thoughts and good graces and respect that you know they're always willing to give the ultimate sacrifice. And um, it's a reality sometimes, you know. It's that um, especially in the world we live in now. It's like we were just talking about last week's episode about the U.S. and Iran relations. Um, things are happening all over the world. Uh, that you know they they're gonna our, our our troops are gonna be out there our military personnel are gonna be um, giving they will really give the ultimate sacrifice and and um, you gotta recognize that 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 that's what this country is really built on is the lives of those men and women who do, who are willing to do that um, and it, you know, we'll never forget that we're never gonna um, we're never gonna stop thinking about y'all I think my cousin been ever since he's since he's been gone I think about him a lot man and. Just hope that uh he's safe and I can't wait to see him when he comes back home. Speaking of coming back home, we came back home to our comedian side, our comedy side. Let's go back to our comedy section. Cause I was laughing my ass off when we uh watched Bad Boys for Life. I went with my guy Angel and Mikey. Uh those are my brothers, man. I've been best friends with them. Uh, for a long time, and we went to go watch, uh, I believe we watched was Bad Boys 2 together, so we said, fuck, why not, let's go, um, watch Bad Boys for Life, and if you guys like Bad Boys 1 and Bad Boys 2, I feel like you guys are gonna really dig Bad Boys for Life, it's awesome, it's, it's exactly what you expect, nothing more, nothing less from Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, uh, real, it's, it, it, you know what, I'm kind of skeptical about how, um, they end the story, I'm, I feel like that was a reach. I don't know if y'all watched it. I don't know. It's not as good as 1917, but just making the villain Will Smith or Mike Laurie's son was kind of, kind of took the air out of me a little bit. And I don't know. I wasn't really feeling that, but I think overall the rest of the movie was awesome. Lots of action. Lots of one-liners there. It's the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is still there. Um... And I think it's there's something definitely everybody should go watch also. If you have the time to watch two movies, definitely go watch that. Um, I'm not... I was I was never skeptical. I, I always believed they would be able to pull us off. Just didn't know the story. I wasn't gonna go behind it. And I was all I was honestly impressed. I was I, I loved it. I was not. Um, I walked out of the theater feeling real good. I felt like uh, I got my laughs in. I. Um, you got sentimental at sometimes. It can it pulled out the strings a few um few scenes there. If you guys got you guys definitely have to watch what's going on. Um let's see what um we gotta see what happens. And uh we guys definitely gotta check out um 
You gotta check that out. Bad Boys for Life. It looks like they're gonna make a part four. Um, I'm trying to think of someone. I think you guys, the trailer. If you guys watched the trailer, that was definitely something that was um. Uh, it it kind of gave away every good part. Honestly, I felt like. Um, so let's see what happens, man. I think um they're gonna make a part four, and it's something that's gonna be um. Something that we all need to watch. And something you guys all need to watch, man, is... I don't know if you guys even enjoy Impact Wrestling. There is a woman's heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, Tess, Tessa Blatchard beat... Sorry, Sammy Callahan at this weekend's uh, Hard to Kill pay-per-view. And I want to kind of be honest with you guys, man. I'm watching this now. Let's look at the highlights here. And I'm not going to lie, this woman is kicking this man's ass. But just so, um, it's kind of hard for me to believe some of this stuff, you know? It's kind of hard for me to uh, really, to see another man putting a lady, a woman in a, a cross-arm cradle, elbow to the, or knee to shoulder, or a German suplex from hell. Good God. You guys got to check this out. Sammy Callahan is no joke either. He's a big boy. Tessa over here hitting RKO's. Let's see here. Is that enough for the win? No, we got a kick out here. Blatchard again goes underneath with another RKO. And then you see Callahan here giving her a calf crusher of some type. And she's, you know what, I will give her this. She looks intense. She's selling this move. She's selling the move. Callahan got her, and now he puts that rear naked choke on her, which looks painful. She gets on top rope, hits, uh, let's see here. Oh, man. This is awesome. He just kicked out, and she rolled into a choke. This is a rear choke here. She's getting on him. This is great selling. Looks like he popped out of there. He hits with a power driver, which is awesome. We haven't seen a power driver in a while. Let's see here. Sammy Callahan gets the near fall here. Awesome. Tessa looks like she's getting fucked up. And I'm not really certain. I don't, honestly, I don't know how I feel about a woman wrestler being the heavyweight champion of a fucking wrestling promotion. I don't know if that's believable. And I know what y'all are going to say. Isn't wrestling fake? Yes, I know that. Let's see here. She pops up with a, with a sidewalk slam. Comes with a close with a second. Oh man, holding the knee here. With a near fall. Oh man, she just hit one one of those spinning power bombs. Awesome. She did it again off the top rope. This woman is really nice with it. I'll give you this. Tessa Blatchard knows what she's doing in the ring, and she's giving the thumbs down. Here we go. Oh, reverse arm DDT right in the corner. Let's see what's going on. We got a one. Two and three, we got a new Impact World Champion. Her name is Tessa Blatchard. And man, I don't know how I feel about this, y'all. Can't say, and uh, yeah, they're gonna probably say I'm misogynistic and all that stuff, but we gotta be honest with each other. Brock Lesnar is not gonna get beat up by Becky Lynch. Hulk Hogan would never got beat up by Jacqueline. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tessa Blatcher leading my company as the Impact World Champion. Um, this is different, man. This is really um, it's it's transcending though. You go, you you gotta look at the positive. This is something that um, it's transcending. It's um, 
it's something, it's history, uh, and I want to tell you guys now, I'm not a, I don't know, domestic violence in the world is, man, I don't know how I feel about this, is another man slapping the fuck out of a woman, and giving her a power driver and all this stuff, um, it's wild, um, honestly, this is how I look at it, uh, you're killing your roster, I'm sorry to say it, but when a woman's beating you the way that she beat Callahan, who's supposed to be your top talent, you kill your roster. Um, I'm not saying Tessa's not capable in a real fight to do that, but there is a women's division for a reason. Um, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to become misogynistic, but it's just the, uh, um, I know it's transcending. It's, um, it's a trailblazing move. I appreciate that. Just don't know if I'm gonna have it leave my company. I don't know if I'm gonna have Becky Lynch being Brock Lesnar. Um, of course, anything can happen. We could set it up any type of way to get her to get done interference, um, low blows, uh, holding the ropes, um, some cheating, any way we get that done. But I just don't see it happening, and um, I'm skeptical. I'm not really know where Impact Wrestling goes from here. Uh, you killed, you killed it. Honestly, you killed. Um, I don't know the 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 galore. The you killed the. Um, I don't know. You just kill all the heat. It just it, it's a weird thing in wrestling. Um, the credibility of your roster is shot down drastically. But we'll see what happens. You know, not really um, sure where they're gonna go with that. But uh, hey, kudos to them for doing something new. Kudos to them for um, having the balls to um, to put a woman as their heavyweight champion. It, it, it hasn't been done. Um, let's see. I wanna. Look at this right here. We're going to talk about AEW. You guys know I really enjoy AEW wrestling. And uh, I want to give you guys some information here. They got extended by TNT this week. And um, it's a beautiful deal. It's more wrestling for us. It's a um, it's an extension on TNT. It looks like they got extended up to 2023. And um, it looks, it, I believe it was, let me see here. I don't know exactly how many how much money they got here but no regardless of how much money they got they got extended they got some consistent real money income coming in with tnt and they're gonna have a second show also so um i'm really excited to watch what's going on um with AEW wednesday night dynamite has been my go-to show for for a few months now y'all i could dvr um wwe but i cannot dvr AEW. i love what's going on um last week we had uh dean ambrose come out and uh get stomped on by jericho and his crew i uh, got stabbed got hit in the eye that was um that was intense and seeing him come out the end with the ambulance that was intense um taz is coming out taz is going to be a part of this uh, promotion now uh what i'm thinking what i've heard around town is uh, they're going to make him into like an authority figure which i think they need y'all they need that uh, just because wwe is not um just because WWE is not going to be doing that doesn't mean we're not going to do that. So um, let's see what happens. I'm really excited uh, for this. Um, I'm really excited for this endeavor they're going on. Uh, it's going to be another hour of weekly um, wrestling. So whenever we have more wrestling to put on TV and more money, it's going to be more better for the guys. Um, again, uh, pay, it looks like they're going to get paid $43.7 million per year uh, for the next four years. So wrestling's here to stay, y'all. You cannot be mad at that. I'm really excited to see um, 
where they go from here. I, I have, we have Royal Rumble this weekend. Uh, there's been some good, uh, been some good storylines. What I'm thinking right now, uh, let me tell you guys right now. If you guys watched WWE last week, Ron, the Truth Killings, our Truth has, man, he's taken his stock so high just with something so simple there's a there's this right way to do this comedy shit with in wrestling and he did it last week with paul Heyman and um brock lesnar i enjoyed it i loved it just um you guys should check that out i just like when comedy is done in wrestling the correct way and um i really felt like ron killings is doing the best he can and i really appreciate it the commentary team is do is getting better i'm enjoying um vic i forgot his last name and jerry the king Lawler on there um like seeing some old junk kevin owens team up that's really fun um andrade and Rey mysterio just had a great ladder match this week it was intense that shit look it was a spot fest but man those bumps were really there was some tough bumps so they're really stiff with each other um the only thing complaint i have about that is they're gonna have a virtual career come back which is great i'm he's gonna be young talent he's a young latino talent i'm all for that but now you have him with a match against andrade on sunday with no build-up that hurts not only andrade's uh credibility with the title but it hurts career as a character I think we should have had it probably come back last week and uh, they had this drain out too far and uh, we definitely need to have this story built up let's give us some backstory on Roberto Carrillo I just know he's a 23 year old stud that's all we know about him you don't know much about his background doesn't give a lot of mic time it looks like he knows good English so why not let's get him let's get him established somewhere let's give him a story um I'm really uh I'm, I'm really big on stories I think everything has to matter um, you gotta see, uh, how that goes. Let me just look at one more thing here with the AEW standings and results. Uh, and again, uh, what's suffering from AEW, man, is the women's wrestling is not, um, it's just not what I think it should be. And that really pisses me off, you know? Um, can't really be, can't really say I'm excited about it sometimes, man. Um, let me see here. We had a four-way title match. This is on AEW last week. We had a four-way here. That was, um, it was okay. You know, I really did not like the, I did, I'm going to bitch about it say Did not like the four-man, um, spots that, uh, they did when, um, Orange Cassidy came and helped suplex, uh, the other four guys. That was choreographed as fuck. Not as fan of that. But with Paige and Omega getting the tag team title, that's going to be interesting. But again, we're using Kenny Omega as a tag team specialist. Isn't he supposed to be the star, the stud, the next generation? And we have him as a fucking tag team superstar. He's 36, 37 years old, y'all. We cannot waste his best years on being a tag team specialist. We need to give him that singles push. Um... It was awesome to see Cody accept the stipulations, uh, stipulations that MJF was um, giving him. Uh, it's 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 awesome. I want I'm really excited about that. Don't know how we're gonna do the, you know, give him twelve whips and cross the back. We're definitely gonna have to check that out. I'm really um, I'm intrigued by that. Again, watching Moxley um, get beat down by uh, the inner circle following his match with Sammy Gravea was definitely interesting. As you can see, they're telling the story that Moxley doesn't have any friends, doesn't have any, um, doesn't have anybody to help him out in the circumstances with his five on one. And then uh, when Chris Jericho poked him in the eye with that spike, awesome storytelling, awesome storytelling. And um, 
Diamond Dallas Page made a comeback this week, man. Diamond Dallas Page is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, he came back with Cutie Marshall, who I don't know much about, to be honest with you, and Dustin Rhodes. That was fun. It's Butcher Blade and MJF. I fucking felt like that, man, DDP, he was hopping off that top rope. It was definitely something um, uh, I'll never forget. I never thought I'd see DDP in a match again. If that was his last match, kudos to you, man. I hope um, you have a great retirement. You've done great things in the ring. But let's make this a one-off, please. Um, I love seeing um, MJF in the ring. Guy, you guys got to check this guy out, man. MJF is a fucking star in the making. Great heel, probably the best fucking heel in um, AEW and WWE. Maybe next to Baron Corbin. Um, we definitely uh, got to check check him out. I want to see more of him. He makes you want more. Um, so we definitely um, got something going on here in AEW. I felt like it was a good week in wrestling. I was not mad at the fact. I didn't watch any SmackDown this week, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Didn't really have time to watch that. Uh, to watch so many hours of wrestling, it's kind of... It's challenging. I'm not going to stay here, say, sit here and say it wasn't. Challenging to keep up all the content. I don't want to watch everything um, on the podcast. But, uh, again, we'll just, just show the shit. This weekend was awesome, man. I was going to that real fast. I had my little vacation. I had a Friday gig on Friday night with my guy Magoo and Juice. Happy birthday to my guy Juice. Again, one of my friends from the military. Um, really, really, really um, respect him just for serving our country and being willing to sacrifice his, the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, just to take a break from that civilian life. And, uh, you know, he's he's, in, he's into this military life now. Shout out to Juice, man. So young, my guy. Stay up, all right, bro? Just keep living your life, my G. Um, I went to Calexico on Saturday, spent some time with my godfather and his family, awesome time, man, treated me just like family, Did, didn't, um, didn't miss home at all, to be honest with you, so much fun out there, man, so far though, god, it was fucking far, it was like six hours, uh, it was real nice to see money, although, never been out to Calexico, never been that far down south, and, uh, it was fun, man, I seen, um, I seen the border, Mexicali's right across the way, about five blocks over, Crazy. Never seen so much Border Patrol in my life. Um, when I got settled, I ended up going to San Diego for the gig I had. First time in San Diego playing some music. Awesome times. I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely will go back again. That drive was hectic, though. I really enjoyed spending my time, spending time on Saturday doing, on Sunday actually, doing damn near nothing. Watching some football games. This. Um, just talking about Nino and his wife, learning a lot too. They had a lot of good game, just about life things. You know, my, my they're devoted people, and uh, they really taught me uh, a lot of about my relationships, some some qualities that I need to improve on, and that just what I need to do as a man. And uh, whenever I get advice from that, I really appreciate anybody who could drop some game on me like that. Um, Man, the the gig on Saturday was real nice. It was at Marina Village right here, and I guess by SeaWorld. It's right by the bay. Um, it was real nice, real elegant. Uh, it was fun. I didn't have to play anything real crazy. It was just West Coast music. Everybody was getting hyphy. Everybody was getting lit. It was a good time. Um, you know, anytime you play some gin and juice and you can mix it in with the new shit, it's some good-ass times, man. I really appreciate everybody rocking with me, giving me the opportunity to come out of Bakersfield to go to San Diego and really put on for the field and have a great gig. I felt like it was so much fun, man. And I'm looking forward to um, continuing 
to go out there. Got a few gigs. Um, it's getting real booked, man. It's getting booked, and um, excited for what I have going on this weekend. I got a 60th birthday party for a family friend, so I want to rock that too. And um, I'm really excited. I'm really for any opportunity I can get. I'm gonna be really appreciative. I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do to make a memorable, affordable, and um. Yeah, thank you everybody for always booking me, man. It means so much from me so much from the bottom of my heart. It means everything, man. It's how I eat. The music never stops because the music is how we pay the bills. So, who is not paying the bills right now? Uh, I guess he does pay the bills a little bit, but he got beat up by Conor McGregor, Cowboy Daniel. Uh, is it Daniel Corrine? I'm not a big fan of the UFC, but man, Conor whooped him in about forty seconds, y'all. Talk about paying the bills in a timely fashion. Uh, Connor uh, had a knockout, um, 40 seconds, like I said, and man, he the world stopped for a second, and you always got to appreciate those sporting moments to um, make the world stop for a second. I remember the bet, uh, I got a phone call the other day about, you know, betting on the line for this one, you know, betting Connor earned two rounds, and I thought he was fucking crazy, but Connor's not going to lose, because no way Connor's going to win two rounds. And damn, I'm eating my fucking words right now. Uh, Conor McGregor's back. Uh, looked really good. I see some shoulder strikes I never seen before. Honestly, I'm probably sure they've been done before, but I never seen anything like that. Um, and he gave it to him. He had a good high kick to the face. That was awesome to see. Seen him and he beat him down in the corner. And 40 seconds later, he's a champion. He looks like they have a lot of respect for him. And Cowboy have a lot of respect for each other. So you always gotta appreciate that. Um, who's next? Again, I'm not a UFC expert at all. Don't try to be. Don't want to be. That's not my sport. Not my type of sport. Um, but yes, I looks maybe Connor should fight Floyd in May. Um, I know my guy. Um, What's his name? Um, Khabib. Khabib has to fight in April. So maybe Connor takes advantage of this boxing opportunity, gets some more money from Floyd, have that rematch with Khabib back in maybe August, and let's do something again in October. I'm all for Connor getting his fucking money. Fight four times a year. Get that money, bro. I don't know um, if that's possible. Man, I'm just shooting the shit. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm really excited for that. Um, I want to see Conor win, but I don't see him beating Mayweather in any type of meaningful fight like like last time. I felt like Mayweather carried him the whole way. I felt like Mayweather um, just did what he was supposed to do. He really uh, he willed that fight. He um, he said it's going to be over when it's over, and I think that he'll do that again. Um, if I I always felt like if Conor did that any if Conor had any type of luck in the boxing world, he should have took some time off to, and then trained for a few years. But um, we'll see what happens, though. Uh, but again, you gotta love seeing that. Um, you gotta love seeing uh, Connor on top of the world. He made that comeback, and so many people want to see him get fucked up, and he did not allow that to happen. So I'm really excited for that. We'll see what happens on the next couple weeks with Connor. One minute, y'all. Let me put my phone on the charger here. Gotta get this juice. We gotta get this juice because I'm not gonna. I, I can't memorize everything we were talking about today. Hey, you know what? Um, Eminem, Murder Music. It's good to see here. Music to be murdered too. Let me see exactly what the title is. We got a new Eminem album that came out surprisingly this week, y'all. And you gotta love this, man. You gotta love when Eminem drops. I'm, I'm all for the surprise albums. I wish, listen up, everybody who does hip-hop. I wish you guys did this some more. We need more surprises in the, in the, in the hip-hop world. Please. Uh, let's see here.
I'm just looking across here. Again, let me just, I'm sorry, man. My internet's kind of fucked up right now. I don't know what's going on with my iTunes. Let me just look for this right here. Eminem, new album, dropped. And then, man, it looks like Dr. Dre did some work on it. I'm always looking for some Dr. Dre work. Eminem worked with some new producers on here. Royce to 5'9". Um, music, music to be murdered by. And I will tell you guys, it's a little different. I'm not going to complain, though. Um, honestly, I, I love Eminem. I love when he drops anything for the game. Um, it was up there with Kamikaze. Uh, I love Unaccommodating. Um, Young and May came out nowhere on this feature, and I loved it. Uh, you Gonna Learn was a nice back and forth with him and Royce. Always enjoy when you see Bad Meets Evil coming back. Those kind of nights, kind of poppy feel, you know, kind of that. It was kind of, um, how do I say this? It was a little commercial, but I guess you do need those in, um, in every album, and Too Deep was okay, I feel like sometimes what Eminem's flaws are, is that he's talking about a bunch of nothing, and I felt like that was what kind of that song was about, um, I didn't really enjoy that one, Godzilla was a great rap, MC, spit, uh, lyrical annihilation, uh, it was with Juice World R.I.P., really enjoyed Godzilla, Darkness, that's probably going to be the most talked about song on this album, um, Darkness, he's telling a story from um, Stephen Paddock, uh, Paddock's uh, point of view. If you remember Stephen Paddock, he's the Las Vegas shooter um, that, you know, committed that horrible crime on the, that, on the, I forget, it's a country 22 or country 86, whatever the hell that was, um, whatever the hell that concert was, um, it was, uh, from his point of view, that's exactly what was going on with him. Um, and it was sad, you know. It was, um, it's a sad video. I'm not a big fan of recreating um, horror like that. But that's what he did. And that's going to probably be the most controversial track on there. But he does it for awareness. He did say, you know, when are we going to stop these killings? And um, he's really just kind of going from the mind of the shooter, what's going down with his mental. And, you know, he's, he's kind of pointing at um, mental medication or, med uh, yeah, I guess mental health medication as the the point of, you know, no return, what's kind of causing him to kill him. Speculation, of course, but it's all for hip-hop. But probably going to be the darkest and most criticized track on there. Uh, Leaving Heaven, I really enjoyed that. I'm always, I like him and Skylar Gray on every song they've per pretty much done. Um, you can't expect less from M. When you get M and when you get an Eminem album, you're gonna get that rapid fire sometimes. You're gonna get that cork, the quirky rhymes, um, dope production, that kind of rock, that metal rock um, feel. I guess you could say that's what's going on with Eminem. You really can't expect much from him after that. That's what he's got. That's what he has going on right now. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, yeah, and I felt like that was one of the most hip hop tracks on this album. We had Royce to Five Nine. Q-Tip, uh, Black Dot, all on the Eminem track. That's like a dream team, man. That's something I was on. When I first seen the track list, I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. I got to listen to this one right here. And didn't, didn't disappoint at all. Stepdad, uh, that's one of those out of, it just, it's out there. You know, it's one of those, it's, it's a bizarre song. It's, um, Sometimes it can make you, oh, why the fuck you have to say that, you know? So, uh, it's really, it's really meant to make you uncomfortable. Uh, Marsh, didn't really care for Marsh, to be honest with you, or Never Love Again. Little Engine, loved that song. Definitely gonna add that to the playlist now. 
love little engine you guys gotta check that out uh lock it up i enjoyed that one lock it up was a good track with anderson pack cannot be mad at that one at all i'm really a fan of that um and anderson pack is continuing these this um this uh I guess you could say this streak of great features. So I'm always for Anderson Pack being on track. Farewell was a good, okay, was a good, okay, okay album. I'm gonna have to play this to his album a few more times. Um, no regrets was a good, good joint. Uh, I will was probably one of my favorite songs on there. I'm gonna add that to the playlist now. Uh, that was with Royce to Five Nine, Crooked Eye, and Ortiz. Spitting MC beat slotted. It's a, it's a rhyme fest. Um. You guys have to definitely check that song out. Um, love seeing all four of these guys collab. It's a it's a it's a breath of fresh air when I don't have to fucking hear Joe Budden on track complaining or moping um, or just with his same flow. So I'm okay with the Slaughterhouse album without a Slaughterhouse album without Joe Budden. You guys heard it here first. I'm not a hater. Let me tell you guys something too. When this when the first Slaughterhouse album came out, there was an addition. Or a version with no Joe Budden versus, you know I downloaded that shit. So definitely gonna check that out. You guys come check out this Eminem album. Um, also, Circles came out by Mac Miller. Um, it's definitely eerie to hear him sing rap on these tracks. It's a beautiful album. I I'm still listening to it, um, but you gotta respect it. You know, it's a beautiful piece of work. Uh, it was real. It's real crazy, not crazy, I guess you could say, but real love how his family made sure that this is gonna be something that they could be proud. He would have been proud of too. Um, I guess it's supposed to be there's supposed to be a three part series with swimming and circles. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know if he has any more work. I'm sure he does. I'm, you know how these rappers are nowadays. They got work for days, months, years. So I really hope that. Um, you guys check both those out. Um, one thing I wanted to get into, it's been a lot of discussion about um, if Eminem should have waited a few, a, another week to um, give Mac Miller his shine, his due. Um, I feel a lot of people felt that this surprise album kind of took the sh- Kind of took the shine off of him. It kind of took um, the, the, the conversation off of Mac Miller's first uh, you know, album since his death. And man, I don't know... Sorry, I gotta put some damn juice in my phone. These chargers suck. So horrible, cause you know you just, and it's my fault too. I never charge my damn phone, so now when it's you know kind of low on juice, your boy struggles to get that juice on there. Um, but yeah, the conversation that I've been reading, I read, I read a few um articles on this was. Eminem should have waited a week for Mac Miller stole his shine, whatever. Um, supposed to be Mac Miller's day, uh, and the conversation got taken off of you know the, this, this big moment, especially for his fans. This is something big for them, you know, something that they're, they're still heartbroken over. It still has an effect on them, on the on the game, not just on his fans. It's still on hip hop. Um, it's supposed to be a special moment. It's supposed to be something that um we could talk about, reflect on. But you know what, y'all? Um, I'm gonna give you guys some facts. When Biggie died, his album came out about, let's see here, let me see, believe, let me see the date of Biggie's death. Biggie died in May of 2017, right? Because I know his Life After Death album came out on May 13th, so his album came out four days later, right? And Warren G came out that day. Um, 
I don't remember anybody telling Warren G, yo, yo, Warren, you should wait, because, you know, this is Biggie's day, you know, um, Scarface dropped a week before that, no one told Scarface, hey, don't drop this, um, it's, it's not realistic, y'all, y'all can't be mad at that, um, no one was, Warren G didn't drop, Warren G wasn't gonna drop his, um, stop dropping his own, um, just because somebody else did that, you know, uh, when Tupac dropped Machiavelli, his album, after, his first album after he died, um, L.O. Cool dropped his all-world the greatest hits, and man, this, this went about, this went platinum real fast, no one told L.O. Cool not to fucking put that out, you know what I mean, um, it's not, it's, you guys gotta be so, stop being so fucking sensitive, it's a fucking conspiracy theory, I feel like, I feel like this is something like, you know, you guys are always looking for something to poke at, something to, um, to bitch about, and it's nothing, this is not a bitchable offense, um, it's hip-hop, man, there's enough time for y'all to listen to both albums, show both albums love, I don't think Eminem had any intention of, uh, fucking up any type of shine, talk, um, excitement that Mac Miller had, uh, for this album, and did, did he, I'm not sure, I don't think he's doing anything to deter that attention away from Mac Miller, um, I don't know if it's just because they're both white, or what the fuck's going on with people, but man, uh, we definitely just need to be a little more, um, be, stop bitching, that's all it is, stop fucking bitching, uh, both albums are great, listen to them both, and like I just showed y'all two circumstances, um, what happened, so, um, I don't know, I just think that, uh, guys definitely gotta, um, definitely gotta just relax. Um, something we're not gonna relax about is Major League Baseball. I know you guys really wanted me to talk about, um, about this cheating scandal. So, let's at the Houston Astros, you know, they had a hell of a run. Uh, they always were known as one of the greatest hitting teams um, 2017, they won the World Series, um, and man, it was determined that they were sign stealing. Um, how? Um, they had a camera point at home plate. Um, supposedly it had a. It was a. It was as simple as having a trash can to bat. You know, you bang a few times and you see a certain pitch. Bang another. You know, they had. Um, there were some cues there. There was something. Um, there was a how do I say this uh, signals. They were um, they were they were signal off to the batters when they had um, an idea what they were gonna throw at them, what the what the pitch was gonna be. Um, it looks like this was a two month investigation. They interviewed twenty three former current players. Uh, this operation was back in two thousand seventeen. Um, I guess uh, I remember the Red Sox getting that. Uh, but it's crazy, man. It looks like uh, they they ended up firing their they ended up suspending their GM and manager uh, Jeff Lanell and AJ Hinch for the twenty seven the twenty twenty season. They got banned for a year. The Houston Astros inevitably uh, inevitably fired them um, along with uh, looks like Carlos Beltran. Remember, was on that squad. He's with the Mets, I believe. Gone. Uh, Alex Cora with the Boston Red Sox on that league. Gone. So it looks like anybody who was on that coaching staff is now gone from baseball. Um, it looks like um, 
uh, it's crazy. I don't know if there's these electronics that was done for sign stealing. I don't know if these are banned from the game or this was a loophole certain types. Um, but this was something that um they definitely investigated, and now you know the talk is should we uh should we vacate this 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 title in 2017? Uh, do the Dodgers get this title because they you know they ultimately were cheating? Uh, and I don't know how we I don't know how baseball corrects itself. Let's be honest, man. Um, when we had the Mitchell report with these pro these pro these performance enhancing drugs, a lot of guys got named. Um, a lot of guys um, with no evidence. Some guys there for a drug test. Um, but they're still getting punished to this day. A la Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. Some of the best. Um, this is some of the best uh, players that we've ever known um, in the game. And it, it's scary, you know. It's um, it's not fair to um, baseball or the fans. It's not fair that, you know, if we're going to ban keep banning fucking Pete Rose, we're going to keep banning Shoeless Joe for cheating, you know. And, and they bet on the... Well, I'm not talking about Shoeless Joe. This is Pete Rose betting on his own team, allegedly. Um, what are we going to do about that? Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, people who say baseball, uh, we're going to keep them suspended. Uh, we're going to keep exiling them. Um... My thing is you can't. We gotta be consistent. Um, we can't vacate the towels. The only thing we can do right now is just put that mental asterisk in our mind. Um, I'm not. I feel. I believe that if we're gonna, if we're gonna go this route, vacating titles, then yeah, maybe we sh we shouldn't let the guys in. But if we're gonna let them have the title, give this asterisk, punish whoever needs to be punished, let them serve their time. Um, we need to get started in our guys with the A with the HGH um, controversy in um, two separate topics. I know two separate circumstances, incidences. I know, but we just got cheating, cheating in baseball, right? Um, it's just crazy, man. Um, baseball. I'm, I have to be honest with you. I haven't watched a lot of baseball in a long time. Um, but this is definitely something that they, we need to fix. It's going to take away the fans. Um, I don't know how we're going to combat uh, technology. Don't know how because technology is such a crazy thing right now, man. Everybody has access to it. Everybody's using it. Um, and everybody's abusing it, quite honestly. So I don't know exactly what the answer is. Um, but like just this week, man, we had uh, Derek G was in the Hall of Fame. And the captain deserves to be in the Hall of Fame all the way, but Larry Walker over Barry Bonds, Larry Walker over Roger Clemens, like I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, even Andy Pettit, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Omar Vizquel, I don't know how I feel about that, y'all. Um, Mark McGuire, I'm definitely putting Mark over Larry Walker any day, and that's not not that's not not to knock Larry Walker. When he was with the Rockies, he you know he had his chance. He was a fucking stud. He was a star. He's a gifted athlete. But man, we cannot keep blackballing, ignoring Bonds, Clemens, all the other great players like this. Like they didn't deserve it. Clemens is a great, the greatest pitcher I've probably ever seen. I remember when I was a kid, we would gather around the TV to fucking watch Roger Clemens pitch. 
um, Red Sox, Toronto, New York, Houston, wherever he was at, we watched Clemens. Barry Bonds is the same way. And, and you know what? If they're going to get jobs in baseball, you should still let them get a spot in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds has got a, had a pitchy job with the Marlins. McGuire had a pitchy job with the with the, with the, car, with the Dodgers. Uh, I believe he's at the Padres now. I'm not 100% sure, but he has a job now. we got to learn how to forgive and forget, y'all. Um, people made a lot of money off steroids. People made a lot of money off these athletes. And I think they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, definitely, Derek Jeter. Uh, I don't know who the hell votes, who does not vote for Derek Jeter to be in the Hall of Fame, but he was not voting unanimously uh, to join uh, Mariano Rivera. Is the only two players ever do that. But hey, um, <laughs> I guess like they said, Joe DiMaggio didn't get in. Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, Bill, Babe Ruth, Hannes Wagner, Steve Carlton, Nolan Ryan, and if anybody deserves it, Nolan Ryan. Do you think Mickey Mantle, Ted? Williams, none of these players went in unanimously, and that's crazy. So I think that's bullshit, honestly, with the baseball writers and whoever the hell vote, who else votes for them. Um, I know it's a prestigious hall, and you know, I guess we get, you know, sometimes we just gotta reserve that right for, I guess, Mariana Rivera. I don't know exactly what's gonna go on with that. Shout out to the captain, Derek Jeter. Um, my favorite Yankee, probably. I remember I was lucky enough to be a grown man and watch him play his latter years, yes, but just watching the captain play, one of the greatest shortstops ever. Um, it was a great, great time, man. I think um, it was something I'll never forget. Uh, you remember his last his last hit as a Yankee was a fucking, was, I believe it was a home run, wasn't that? Um, let me see here. I'm horrible at this. My memory is fucking shot. Let me see here. Actually, I'm not I only gotta finish typing this. It was a walk off. Um, it was a walk off double, I believe. Let's see here. Yeah, it was a game winning hit. It was a walk off single. I apologize. Uh, and that's that's just something that doesn't you know like Yankee Stadium, just one of those monumental moments that you never forget. Um, so I don't know, man. It was. It was awesome to see Derek Jeter get uh, get accepted to his little speech. He didn't want. He said he didn't want to jinx it, and uh, it was funny. You know, he really got. He he was gonna get it no matter what. But just him saying, I didn't want to jinx myself, so I didn't talk about it. Um, so we gotta see what happens, man. We gotta really uh, just enjoy these players, man. Enjoy uh, what we have going on, and, and um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, Time flies. Time flies. Uh, it just uh, was read off his he had fourteen All Star appearances, thirty four hundred, three thousand four hundred sixty five career hits, five World Series victories, five Silver Sluggers, five Golden Gloves. Um, oh man, what a career, man! So we definitely tip our hats off um, to Derek Jeter. Tip our hats off to Eli Manning, who just announced his retirement today. Um, you know, and man, just real fast, I don't want to go off on Eli Manning. You know, I'm not saying the top five quarterback, top ten, like again, that conversation with you guys, but 57,023 and 23 passing yards, 366 pa uh, passing touchdowns, two time Super Bowl MVP, four time Pro Bowler. Those are. Those are some big boy numbers, y'all. Those are some Hall of Fame first ballot numbers. And um, again, man, we've seen a we've seen a generation. Um, you know, Philip Rivers of the world, Ben Big Ben, um, 
quarterbacks of that nature. We're seeing them go away, man. Sadly, they're going to be going away one by one. And um, Aaron Rodgers is another one. Tom Brady, you've seen these guys, you know, hit that twilight of the career. So it, we definitely got to appreciate what we have left because the next generation is coming, man. And it's not going to be the same. The game's never going to be the same, man. Uh, let's get to um, a few more topics I want to talk about. Again, y'all, just follow us on the STS Podcast. I'm here just to shoot the shit. I'm not trying to change your mind, your opinion on anything that got, we got going on. Um, let's get to Aaron Hernandez. They dropped the um, Inside the Mind of a Killer, whatever the fuck they want to call that. Aaron Hernandez really went into some um, crazy stuff. Some stuff I think we already knew. Some stuff that's kind of new. Um, this one over his childhood. You know, his dad was really hard. It looks like he was supposed to be a Yukon boy. Um, he really had a, you know, looks like his father was a little alcoholic. You know, his mom, would, you know, fought constantly. You know, typical story of someone who went through the struggle, you know. And um, looks like he had a big brother that loved watching out for him. Freak athlete coming out of high school. Gifted athlete coming out of high school. Ended up going to Florida. You know, had some great numbers there. Uh, but they noticed the character was off, you know, was a little low. Fell to the fourth round. I remember that. Um, Aaron Hernandez, man. You guys got to remember Hernandez, Latino. He's a, he's a Latino athlete. We love those. We we, we, we we pay attention to those guys, man. We look up to those guys. Um, but you just start seeing, you know, they talk about his um, his his personal life, which I don't, I don't really know if I have an opinion on him being gay. I honestly don't think ain't that has fucking nothing to do with any of that bullshit and how that he spent it about how that he killed his brother in law because he knew that he was gay. I don't know if I believe that, y'all. Um, surrounded himself with some bad characters. I don't know if it was out of fear for protection, what was going on there, but um, he was definitely not in his right state of mind when he was doing the things he was doing. Um, it's sad to see, like I said, it's, um, it's nothing worse than wasted potential in life, man. Nothing worse than, um, there's nothing worse than, you know, wasting your life away over some dumb shit or nothing that doesn't matter, man. Um, his lady was a down-ass broad, too. You gotta respect that, man. No, if you're really about the life, we're gonna talk about the life. You gotta respect stuff like that. She was rider. She stood with him throughout it all. Um, it was really crazy to hear his mom ask for a million dollars. So maybe these people were mooching off him. Maybe they were just eating off him. And just that statement that he told his mom, you know, uh, it said that I'm going to die. And you never really got to know me because you never listened to me. Um, that was something that really stood out stood out to me. And it's eerie. Um, sad. Uh, it's a sad life. There was nothing enjoyable about that, man. Just killed his brother-in-law, his sister's sister's his girl's sister's husband. So it's, these guys knew each other. You got to think something went bad in the club that night. I read an article a long time ago that this guy was messing with people in the club that Aaron wasn't fucking with. So what could you do? You know, what can you say? Um, just definitely wasn't worth the, you know, the $40 million wasn't worth um, killing himself. And him trying to find that loophole, you know, if you're going through a pill process and um, you... Uh, you know, you die within that pill process and they vacate that conviction. That I think maybe that was something that he, um, that's maybe that is something, uh, that he needed to do, um, uh, with that. So we shall see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens, y'all. So I don't know. I think that was something that we definitely need to do. And check that out, man. Aaron Hernandez documentaries on Netflix. It's a three-part series, three episodes long. And uh, let me tell you guys something fast. I got this new, I got into this class. 
with BC, with, with Taft College, and man, we're 16 weeks away from graduating, man. Here we go. One minute, y'all. Let me just write back to my professor real fast. Let me just get this out to him real fast. I know I'm multitasking right now, but I need to get this damn class wrapped up and officially registered. So, um, yeah, man, that was a crazy thing. That just proves, man, you guys got to be careful who you eat with. Be careful who you associate yourself with. Be careful who you roll with, man, and who you have around you. In the event that anything ever happens, man, you don't, you gotta be with the people you trust. I'm not saying that we you know my homies will get down like that, but when I'm with my guys, I can trust them. Anything goes wrong sideways, I know where I can look to. They know they can look towards me. Um, we're intelligent motherfuckers, man. Um, huh, Aaron Hernandez leaving a body a mile away from his house that he's affiliated with? Come on, man. What was up with that? Unless that was something he didn't expect or they did that they did him wrong? What the fuck was going on with that? Um, Scary man, real scary things. Uh, let me uh, another thing that would look kind of scary this week. Let me just go to the last topic. I'm we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up real fast. Um, Morbius, I believe that's how you say it. Is it Morbius? Uh, with Jared Leto, that's coming out pretty soon. Let me tell you guys that I was kind of skeptical in the beginning when I first heard that this movie was gonna drop. And man, this is something I'm really excited for. It looks like we're gonna have the Sinister Six come out pretty soon. Jared Leto looks like this is gonna be the role for him. Maybe J the Joker wasn't the one for him. Um, and maybe we could leave that in the past, you know. But man, this is something that I'm really, really enjoying. It looks like he's gonna really be. Um, he's in his bag on this one. He's in his. This is the role for him. This is gonna be the one that um, hopefully sets him apart from the rest. You see that you know he's a frail man. It looks like he's sick, and he uses these bats uh, to you know bring him, bring him strength and. You see Tyrese in there, and we see Spider-Man on the wall. So it looks like they're going to affiliate Spider-Man with him somehow, some way. Um, and the thing that I love seeing the most was um, Vulture at the end, Michael Keaton. So who knows what's going to happen. And we see him right now as uh, Morbius the Vampire. And uh, you guys got to remember the character from Spider-Man the Cartoons. I think it's going to be really, look, he's going to really look like that. I think it's going to be a really good time. And, um... I'm really excited to see what's happening here, man. I'm, this could be Marvel's gonna do it again. I think. Um, I want to know y'all opinions, man. You guys, let me know what you guys think about this. Are you guys excited about this? I'm gonna put that up on the um, Instagram website real fast for you guys because I'm really excited. But I think it's gonna be a good time. Um, do we have all? You know, they say they're trying to have all three Spider-Mans, maybe in a multiple dimension. Now that we go back in time and we have different worlds, maybe these Spider-Man films are all in different worlds, right? So we, the 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 I guess this not the choices, but the 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 options and the um. It's in it, there's it, it, there's so many ways we go about it. The the routes we go with these movies, it's it's crazy. There's so many. It's 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 crazy. I can't even describe the word. I can't have the word on the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to say the wrong word like a moron and seem really stupid. But there the possibilities are endless. How about that? Really looking forward to that. Um, let me just end this on this, man. We'll go deep for y'all. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I try to end every segment with something that really means a lot to me. Um, a lot of you guys heard about the murder yesterday at Foothill High. 
Um, don't not gonna go over details about it. Still, you know, so people don't know what the fuck's going on. People don't know the truth. But to my guys, um, my my basketball players, you know, I coach at Foothill. Be safe. That's all I want for all my guys. All my every student I ever met there, everybody who's a good person, everybody who's at any school and anywhere. Be safe, man. Be weary. Um, sometimes. We get in circumstances where people want to test us. People want to push us to the edge. I've been there. I was a kid at one point. I was at, you know, I was a young high school cat too. Try to be tough. Um, so much more in life than being tough, man. There's so much more out there. Um, this kid, Jose Lopez, died at 16, y'all. 16 years old. He ain't never going to be forever young. We ain't never going to see him with an old man. We ain't never going to see him with a family, wife, kids, successful, not successful. And for what? For being tough. For not walking away. And I know sometimes you be, some people think that you're a pussy or you walk away because you you know you don't got no balls. But fuck all that, y'all. Don't work. Let them think that, man. Let them think that. Pick your battles, y'all. Because you never know. That could happen yesterday. Someone just wrote up on my guy. Just shanked him. Come on, man. You guys got to think. There's some people out there don't give a fuck in this world. And they don't care about you, and they will take you out. And we don't want that, man. I want you guys all to be safe. Being safe is just, that's the title of this fucking podcast. Be safe, man. Be worried of your surroundings. Watch who you hang out with. Watch who you disrespect, man. It's all about respect, too, y'all. Respect everybody, man. They don't need to be tough with everybody. Not everybody. And if people want to live that life, get the fuck away from them. Because, you know, there's only two ways out. And we've seen one way you get out yesterday. Death, man. Jail. Grown-ass men don't give a fuck about any of these little motherfuckers when they own something, when they don't got nothing else to go for. And they, they think they just live the street life, and that's all it is out here. Some guys got tunnel vision. Some guys are just blocked in this life. They got a fucking four-square circle. They ain't never going to get out the life. It's scary, man. Our kids got to go through this, man. And just our, the parents are worried. And I don't blame them for being worried, man. Most of these parents don't know what their kids are doing during school, what they're going through during school, man. It's scary times out here, y'all. It's fucking scary times for me. I'm a coach, and I'm thinking about what the fuck would I do for some of my guys, some of my little brothers, man. I wouldn't know what to do. What the fuck would I do if I'm in a position when they're in a fight like that, getting jumped, getting a one-on-one, anything like that? What the fuck would I do? Scary times, man. Scary times in the scary times at the hill. And um, I want just tell everybody too, man. Keep going to school, man. Don't let fear make you not want to do something. When you do that, fear wins. Every time, fear wins. You can't let fear win. Y'all keep going to school, man. Keep getting your education. Get the fuck out of here. Get out the field. Get out of your hood. Get out of this three mile radius that you've known all your life. There's nothing wrong with getting out of the hood and staying in the field. Stay in Baker's Fuck your fuck. Just get out if you really think it's that bad, man. That's the point of us winning and striving. We can have better. But we can't win and strive to do better if we're going out at 16. If I was out at 16, I would have never lived. I didn't live shit yet. I ain't see the world yet. I ain't really know what hard work is or what struggle or stress. We need that in life to appreciate this life. There is no second chances. Jose ain't going to get no second chance, man. He's literally he's gone, y'all. 16. Fucking 16 years old. It gets me mad. It gets me emotional. Yesterday I was taking my players home and telling them the same thing I'm telling y'all today. And I teared up, man. It is scary, man, because I don't want none of my guys to go out like that. I don't want none of my guys locked up. And I know it's inevitable that one of them will, you know, as long as I coach, there's going to be one. It's inevitable. 
We'll try to prevent that as much as we can, all right, y'all? Y'all remember to keep your kids safe. Keep everybody honest, man. Be honest with yourselves. Just think about the consequences because they real. There's no coming back once you're gone. And we're going to come back next week, Lord willing, episode 37. But this is episode 36, Scary Times. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. This is the STS Podcast, and we out. <laughs>